Everybody, this is Allie and this is Sage and this is us on the this too much podcast yay a podcast about this is us <laughs> in case you were wondering on episode three of season four what what we're all about <laughs> do you feel like it wasn't that long ago that we recorded the last episode but do you feel like it's been forever yeah, I do feel like it's been for, I feel like I was like, wow, we haven't recorded in so long. And then I'm like, not really, though. <laughs> it's been like 10 days or something. I, know. <laughs> I don't have a good time if I don't see you every day. <laughs> <laughs> I have to see you every day or I don't have a good time. Yeah, I think I'm still just getting into the swing of season four, right? We did all we did our little hiatus, yeah. I like to call it. And now yeah, we're back. I- I'm going to be honest. I didn't love this episode. Really? I love this episode a lot. <laughs> I liked one third of this episode and, or I loved one third of this episode. I okay. liked two thirds of this episode and I didn't really like three. Like there was a third third that I didn't love. Okay. There was like pieces in and out that I was like, okay, this is either a boring storyline or B. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was bored. Kate's storyline bored me. Oh, see, I okay, but I love the neighbor thing. Oh my god, that part is um, I lived actually. It was to be fair, it wasn't Kate that was annoying me, it was Toby. Uh huh, yeah, and I also think and it centered around weight and it annoyed me, yeah, yeah, because that's all that's all Kate's storylines ever are are weight or baby, like, there's never. Agreed. Um, I also didn't like love Randall's little storyline. I feel no, like I I loved Kid Randall's storyline. Me too. Me too. I did not love adult Randall's storyline. And actually, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I really liked J1 the first time I watched this. I do not love J1 this time. Yeah. Maybe it was just this episode. I should just say maybe it was this episode. Okay. Yeah, I don't I feel like pretty neutral towards him. So I don't know. There was just there's this one part which we can talk about when we get to it where I was like people can't see my face, but it was very much <laughs> I was like annoyed. Like I was just like, no. You'll have to point it out to me because I, I will really he, lost it. He like pissed me off really bad at one point in time. And I was like, and I get it. We'll talk about it when we get there. I was just like, <laughs> get out of here. Like yeah. Um, so with that, would you like to give us a sage synopsis? Sure. So this week, the synopsis comes to us from IMDb, and it says <laughs> Randall is confronted with a tough choice. Kate and Toby adjust to their new home. Miguel and Jack's friendship solidifies. I, these several past episodes with Miguel are just like chef's kiss, really. You know what I learned this episode? What? Miguel's last name. I forget. Is it? It starts with an R, I think, right? Yes. It's like, um, I'm looking it up right now just to make sure. Rivas. Rivas. That's right. Because in one of the last episodes, we see him use a completely different, um, use a pseudonym on a, 
resume and then we find out but like i couldn't remember what it was yeah um the the boss in this episode says it and i was like wait i don't know if i knew that <laughs> did i know this about him like yeah. <laughs> i don't think so i guess in like this weird part of my brain that doesn't make sense i've just always thought like he's a pearson like why would he yeah i know well why would he have that's where they get you. i know that they doesn't get make you. Sense, but <laughs> madison doesn't have a last name like no one they're all just pearsons they're all so just pearsons because i forget toby's last name is damon sometimes that one I remember usually, but mostly because I think of Jack Damon because it's easier than Jack right. Anderson. Also, I'd just like to say now that there's two Jacks in the show, it's very confusing for my notebook. I'm like, Shit. I've been, I've been always like writing baby Jack, if I mean. I do too. Jack I put BB Jack, BBJ, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> BBJ. Yeah. But well, with that, would you like to get into the episode? Sure. So we open. And oh, by the way, I love this opening scene is so good. I agree. I love it. I was obsessed. Like, I was obsessed. So we open. Nikki is looking at, like, a veteran's calendar of, like, where to go, meetings, all this stuff that Kevin probably clearly gave him, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. um, and he also is looking at, like, a little note from Kevin that says, you can call me anytime you need something. Um and then we really just see like a montage of Nikki trying to help himself, which I just think is who it, it got me. It got yeah. me. I didn't cry, but it got me. Um, and then he goes to this doctor, Dr. Uh, Ru Ruiz. Um, and he's talking about Canada and you can tell she just sees how lovely he is. And this makes my heart so happy because he mm -hmm. is so lovely. He's just been a mess for a while. Yeah. But it's just really lovely. And then something happens and she had to tell him she was getting transferred and it just like set him off. Um, and then we kind of see where we saw before a couple episodes ago where Nikki throws that chair through yeah. the window. And I was dying when he called the police officer, Officer Krupke, like from <laughs> West Side Story. I was like, wow, Nikki, like look at you and your knowledge of Broadway shows. Like. I think what's so sad about this entire like montage though is that Nikki has been so used to being alone for so yes. long and so he finally like with this therapist like has somebody that he can trust. Almost. Yeah. 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 It's like somebody a in his life and now she's like leaving, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's like It's almost like a it's betrayal. It's so heartbreaking, yeah. I don't like it's so interesting because she is so I think she's like lovely when they're talking like I love her facial expressions I love that she like clearly enjoys Nikki's company mm -hmm. I feel like the way that she says that she's leaving to Nikki is so like cold yeah yeah but yeah um, it hurt my heart for him this is like yeah. this is this is not it's not the top of my list of Nikki breaking my heart but it's definitely top three oh my gosh I don't want to talk about the Number one is coming, and I don't even want to talk about it's it. It's not until season six. I know, but I don't even want to talk about it in the episode. Oh, it makes my heart, like, shatter into a million pieces. It's the worst. Like, the worst. It is the worst. I don't think if there's anything the show before. If you've watched the show before, I mean, 
you think this is us ripped your heart out with William or anybody before that? That was nothing. <laughs> like, just like, it's like the worst, most heartbreaking 30 seconds of television. Yeah, it got me. It probably, it's going to get, I'm like watering. My eyes are watering now. <laughs> Uncle Nicky stand forever. Um, and then we go back in time mm-hmm. and we see what I like to call aerobics, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I actually think she looks very cute in her little it outfit. It is cute. It is <laughs> cute. I agree. I wish people wore that stuff today, but. Me too. It's a Halloween but, costume now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kevin's taking a me day. He wants to cut up a cucumber. I um, think that's so funny. It's like so I, Kevin. <laughs> it's so Kevin. I can't even stand it. Um, then we see Kate and she's like, do you think I Cindy Crawford is pretty dad? And he said, she's no Kate Pearson, which yeah. just, yes. Yeah. Yes, forever. And then we see that Randall said seventh grade is calling dad. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and... <laughs> And then the song Unbelievable by EMF, which it is freaking unbelievable. <laughs> Randall is excited for seventh grade. <laughs> um, is playing in the background. And we meet Randall's teacher, Mr. Lawrence. Oh, and we also see him switch his sneakers out in the bathroom yeah. when he gets to school. That's like happening during this little so sad montage here. Yeah. Sweet, sweet boy. So then we see um adult Randall he gets back from mm-hmm. his run um yeah. and we find out that he lost Jay Wan around yeah. mile eight he didn't lose Jay he left him like it's like, like bad friend award like <laughs> that is a bad friend also I mean as somebody that's a runner it is way more enjoyable to go slow and have somebody to talk to than absolutely. to be miles ahead of your friend. So Absolutely. And I like how Beth totally calls him out on it too. And she's like, I like that you say mile eight so casually. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like so you noticed rid- that, huh? So ridiculous. He is and ridiculous. then we see that it's the first day of school for the girls. Everybody seems fine. Seems fine. And Annie's excited. Um and then we see Randall's thing in the paper with the yeah. unhinged door. Little Annie is reading the article. <laughs> Little Annie is reading the article and it's just like the picture in the article is such like it's it made me laugh because it's such like a local newspaper picture. Yeah. Yep. And it reminded me this one time Nick was like out. He just got a new power washer, which I know sounds like such a dad thing, which it is. But he was power washing our driveway and the local paper came up to him and he's like, he's like, it's a slow news day. Can I take a picture of you uh, like power washing, power washing your driveway and write an article about it? And guess what? Nick was on the front page. (laughs) power washing our driveway no way that is that is small town news right there it absolutely is oh what a good time mr nick redacted um, (laughs) washing washing his driveway this weekend what a beautiful day there was even like a quote from nick and i was like a quote about what A quote about what? <laughs> Nick and Allie finally have a clean driveway. <laughs> this is the same man who brought our rosebush into the house yesterday, and I didn't see it. 
And he was like, I opened the mudroom door and there's just a rose bush, guys. And I'm like, uh, why is this in here? And Nick was like, there's supposed to be a frost. I was protecting her. Aw, I love that. Yeah. That's nice. That's a nice rose bush. I know he's a plant. He's a plant guy. He's a little green thumb guy. One time I gave Allie a plant and it died. And so Nick bought a new plant, replaced Car- it. Listen, Carl too is thriving. And now it's like huge. <laughs> Carl too is giant. I think the temperatures in my office for the succulent were too, for Carl one, were too, too bad. Yeah, probably, probably. So after that, we see Kate and Toby and Toby's, I don't know if he's starting a new job or if he's just like, yeah, I was confused about that. They moved houses, but there's no reason for him to have a new job, right? Like, I would that's- assume not, unless he's like schmoozing clients, like, <sighs> well, he definitely is trying to, but it's like, right. I don't know, this first initial interaction seems like he was starting a new job. So I don't yeah, know. I thought that too. Um, and so Kate sees him off. Um, she has to go meet with him at lunch to see his clients. We kind of establish that. And then the neighbor next door yells at Kate and is like, can you please stop having your husband park on the sidewalk? Little crab apple. I have some fun facts about this neighbor. Well, obviously we don't know why he's a crab apple yet, Mm -hmm. but like seems like a crab crab apple. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have some fast fun facts about him later when we get more into like the reason he is so crabby. Um, but I thought the lighting in the scene, I thought Chrissy Metz in blue. I know you're going to be like, I didn't see this. She looked so beautiful. Like the lighting was like hitting her beautiful blue eyes and she was wearing blue and her skin looked amazing. And I was like, oh my God, you look stunning. I will say too, I love. I know, like, I don't usually pick up on this stuff, but when she goes to lunch with Toby, her makeup looked so good. The makeup and that dress was gorgeous. And I know that's a torrid dress because I had it in my cart for a long time and I <laughs> never bought it because I was like, mm, it's cream. I couldn't wear it to a wedding. Yeah. Like, so I never bought it. Like, but uh, I love that dress. <laughs> um, The other thing I was going to say is I can kind of empathize with the neighbor a little bit. Like, yeah, no, I totally get why he's being crabby. I, I mean, with, even without the reason we yeah, know, right? Exactly. Yeah. As somebody as somebody that runs, that likes to walk, things like that, like, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is when people are, like, parked on the sidewalk or, like, their sidewalk isn't clean, like, in the wintertime, like, if they're not shoveling or whatever, like, it's very frustrating. Yeah, I totally, like, just don't, that annoys people not minding their own business or staying in their own lane or on their own property, like, irritates me. Yeah. Show respect. Yep. Yep. So, then we see um, Jack at work. Yes. Somebody, we can, like, hear them yelling off in the distance, and Miguel comes up and is like, yeah, somebody signed off on this permit, and it's going to cost us all this money, blah, blah, blah. And Miguel's, like, going off, and Jack's like... Miguel's being, like, a little gossipy grandma, though. He's like, I hope it's this person. (laughs) I'm like, hey, 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 hey. 
I, they're besties. I would be like that too. No, okay. no, I know it just cracks me up because I'm like, what's your name, Nick? Like Nick's such a little like gossipy grandma. Like oh. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, and then Jack is like, uh, it was me, like I did this. Miguel's like, oh crap, like uh-oh. Not good, not good. And I do want to say in this episode, Jack looks like very stressed out the whole time, like even at home. Mm -hmm. And you like don't, we never figure out, like you almost forget about it. That's true. Like there is no resolution on that. No. And I'm wondering, but This Is Us has a way of like bringing that stuff back. Yeah. And I feel like we do, but it's not until like way later. Like I think, I think. I don't think it's like a spoiler or anything. No, it's a relatively minor storyline, but like we'll find out that like maybe like five, seven years from now, roughly Jack like decides that he wants to quit his job to open his own business and everything. We might have even seen parts of this already. Yeah. Um, But I think that. Like we do because story. during Super Bowl Sunday he tells Rebecca about it and then dies. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah, I thought yeah. that. It was like, <laughs> Remember um, a room with a view? You cried in it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he says he says like, "Oh, you're gonna be yeah, my view." Anyway, <laughs> uh, love it. Good love times. It. Yeah, um, but I think like maybe this is just supposed to be like helping establish that like Jack doesn't like love his job. Yeah. Like he's just doing it to like make ends meet. Yeah. To support his family, to be a good dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allow Rebecca to be able to stay home. <laughs> and then after we see Jack and Migs, we see Kevin trying to just schmooze over this doctor. Um, <laughs> He is being ridiculous he's like you know he threw a chair he didn't shred a banksy which um if for those of you who don't know who banksy is he's an artist that's like a political political artist um normally in new york but he does like he'll like pop up places i like his art is interesting it it makes you think which is what art's supposed to do but i just thought that was it's such a it's such a kevin thing to say that i just wanted to point it out like, yeah. And I just love that Nikki's like, oh, yeah, I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we see Randall at his office and his office is quite literally filled with his constituents coming to talk to him about their problems. And oh, yeah. he tells this Bernice lady um, who's working for him to hold all of his phone calls and meetings until 6 p.m. Because today right. is all about just hearing the people. Right. This is where I don't like Jay Wan. Oh, where he's asking, like, if he should talk to her about. Yeah, that irritate. I think so. Here's my thing about Bernice. I don't hate Bernice, actually, mm-hmm. because I think Bernice is used to, like, running an office. And I think Bernice is probably good at what she does. Yeah, I do think, though, like, I would never speak to my boss the way that Bernice No, Randall. <laughs> like, I guess so, but I'm like, Randall, my whole thing is why I think it's okay that Bernice is speaking to him this way is he's created this open line of dialogue where everybody's equal and nobody needs to be, like, afraid or, like, not not, not respectful. But Bernice has been around the block, and he even says it later, like, 
she has a lot of expertise. So no, I don't want to do that. And I think Bernice is a good person to have in the front of your, like the front of your office. If you're on a time crunch or something like there are good things about Bernice, like in reality, I also would probably hate Bernice, but like in this moment, I just think it's weird for Jaywan. Like, do you want me to talk to her about her attitude? Someone yeah. should talk to you about your attitude, sir. I, like, I will say though, like we do know that Jaywan's role is chief of staff, so he is right. like technically Bernice's boss ahead of yeah. like Randall's everybody's yes. boss. But I understand that. I just it like, irritated me slightly, and I but I like Randall handles it great. Like Randall's mm -hmm. like no. Like, I like, I can handle a little bit of attitude. I like a little bit of attitude, basically, you know? Yep. And I get Randall's decision later also, but I'm just like, in this moment, I'm like, who do you think you are? Like, yeah. I don't know. It irritates me. It irritated yeah. me. He pissed me off. It's minor, but it annoyed me. I get you. I understand. Um, And then we see little Randall and he gets in trouble with his new teacher for his Air Jordans. Um, yeah. And you can tell like that he only wore the shoes because he was trying to impress his new teacher. Yes. Um, I, Randall is trying to do that thing that Randall does when he's younger, which is have a connection with somebody, a, a father figure or a, what do I, what am I trying to say? Like a father figure, he's trying to find, not find William, but like replace something that Jack can't give him, which is like right. a strong black male role model. Right? right. And like, again, it's like not a plot point in this episode, but I'm like, and I'm mad at Rebecca again. Here we are. Like, it's like know. awful. I know. Poor Randall. Yeah. He want he just wants somebody in his life that looks like him that he can go to and yeah you know have a connection with absolutely so. absolutely it's sad. and then it's sad. we see him start panicking for getting in trouble because right clearly like this new teacher knows nothing about Randall gives him the yellow slip right. or whatever and you know Randall we can probably presume has never been in trouble at school absolutely ever. you know what I mean so I'm surprised Randall even did this which I think shows the like desperation yeah which I think makes yeah. me more mad at freaking Rebecca <laughs> but yeah. you know whatever yep. um and then Toby is at we're at Toby's dinner right and he's showing these people. Kate walks in. He's showing these people pictures of Jack mm -hmm. and how cute he is. Um, and Kate walks in. And then Toby's I like. I have a question. Go Did ahead. you have any feelings about how Kate walked in? Because I felt like. Maybe I felt like it was poor writing because Kate was immediately self-conscious when she walked in and saw yes. her talking to another woman. Yes. Like, I thought the writing was weird because I'm like, is that the, like, I know you're supposed to feel that she's self-conscious, which, but like my vibe was it felt like she was self-conscious because he was talking to another woman, not because she didn't know these people. And I'm like, this plot line I just spit everywhere. This plot line is like weird because this is never brought up ever again. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I don't know. That. I just felt like that initial, like, also, you know, we've seen, we're on season four. 
Right. We've seen three seasons of Kate, whose best friend is a small woman. Right. And she never gets uncomfortable around other women. Like, right. so all of a sudden we see Toby with this woman. Yeah. This, but, but my whole thing is the plot line of him getting fit. But like, if you were going to flesh this out, we should have fleshed out the he's fit now. I'm uncomfortable about that before the woman thing. Yeah. Like it should have okay. been switched. Like is how I feel about it. Yeah. What I had more of an issue with is Toby's like, good thing he's cuter. We'd send them back. And Kate gives him a look that's oh, like awkward it. and weird. Like this, this whole scene is kind of like clunky in the way that I'm like, I don't know what you guys were doing when you were writing, but like, it's really clunky because yes, there's the beginning where it's like, Oh, he's talking to another woman, but like just about clearly about Jack like, I yeah. think it's very clear. And then I'm like, but you didn't flesh out the body thing with Toby. But also, like, then he said, good thing he's cute. Like, good thing he's cute. Or we sent him back and Kate gives him a look. And I'm like, is this like an ableist thing? <laughs> like, I'm just like, it's all over yeah. the place. Like, this two-minute scene is all over the place. Because I thought that too. I wrote down it's like yeah. messy. Well, I also- maybe- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so maybe... <sighs> you can kind of gather that Kate is obviously like very supportive of raising a blind child yeah. and Toby's not quite there yet. And maybe that's right. what they're trying to get out of that comment with the look is that Absolutely. she's like not, but it's like, Oh, it's messy. It's like a very, like, I see what you're saying. Like, because it's like and it's never none of it is brought up later again like none of none of this right here in this moment is brought up later again yeah because there's also a look at the beginning of the episode which i thought like makes sense kate is talking to him about um like what was i gonna say she's talking to jack about like what everything feels like baby Mm -hmm. jack and Toby gives like a look then too, but like that made more sense to me because it was like he's dealing with his own child. But this restaurant stuff is messy. Yeah, like it's like messy writing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, and then they go like after all the messiness, they go to a table, mm-hmm. go to go to a booth, and the lady tries to put them in the booth, and Toby makes up some lame ass excuse about bisque. And trying to be funny, which I get what Toby was trying to do, but I'm like, Kate shouldn't be ashamed about the booth thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes booths, like, I just feel like booths aren't very, like, friendly to anybody, really. Like, if you're, you know. As a short person, um, anytime that I go to, like, lunch or dinner with my fiance, who is a very tall person... I always right. move the table closer to me because yep. I can't reach or reach. there's like a huge gap and I'm going right. to be dropping all my food on my lap. Right. And he has the opposite issue where he's like too close because he's too tall. <laughs> right. Well, so. and my whole thing is like with Kate, I don't think this is something to ever be ashamed of as somebody no. who's plus size. Like yeah. you just like, I feel like it could have been a better moment about like, actually like I can't like if Kate would have just said it first Mm-hmm. you like take all this like all these preconceived notions about yeah anything i just like i'm so bored of this yeah like, i got you you know and i think i think the purpose of this the scene was not for 
was not really about Kate. I think it was about Toby being a weirdo. Yeah. But I just like the whole scene is clunky. Actually, this whole piece of this like very clunky. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Weird. that. Yeah. Um so then we see Jack and he goes yeah. and admits to his boss that he was the one that screwed up and it's gonna cost them so much money. And his boss like basically fires him on the spot. Yeah, how about that? That's I think that's crazy. I do too. I'm like, he's worked here for 20 years. He made one mistake, and I know it was twenty thousand dollars, but like I know. Yeah, no warning, no, like this can never happen again. Right. Nothing like that. Just, right. You're done. Yep. Um, um, and then we see Rebecca and Kate. Is that right? Young yep. little Kate and gets all her. Dress, yes. Dressed Can up I like tell Rebecca. you? I think this is like a gorgeous moment of like fun movement and like being fun. And Rebecca does the right thing, and Kate's excited. And I'm like, I feel like what this a- is the first time that Rebecca's like so positive it was, with Kate. It was so beautiful. I loved it. Like I was all about this piece of like, I'm like, yes, movement is fun. You're having a good time. Movement doesn't have to be a punishment. Like I was like, yes, yes, yes. You know, it. I I was obsessed. I was yeah. obsessed with that piece. Um, and then we see Kevin with, <laughs> we see Kevin in his room like. <laughs> Having his me time. Having his me time. And he, uh, the phone rings. And Rebecca's like, Kate and I are having a good time. Can you answer the phone? And he's like, this is bull. Like, <laughs> he's like, this is really cutting into my me time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it is Randall. And Randall's freaking out. And he's like, can you go get mom? And Kevin gives him a little bit of a hard time. And then I think realizes the severity of the thing. And is like, hold on. Stay there. I will come and get you. Yeah. Which I also want to say this is kind of a callback to that time Randall had a panic attack when Kevin was, it was opening night for Kevin. Yeah. And I just, little Kevin in this episode is my hero. Good. Yeah, I said that, guys. I said it. (laughs) I know. Allie, I hate little Kevin this episode. I do hate little Kevin normally. No, he's not that bad. No, he is. He's awful. Do you need me to remind you about the camping episode? Because I will. Okay. <laughs> it's not awful. Okay. There's also the time where he drowns himself. Outside <laughs> 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 of those two times, it's not. Oh like my god! <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Although Sage also always says my fly is that I hate when kids and teenagers act like a normal kid and teenager yeah. in movie. I'm like, oh my God, get it together. Like, <laughs> I know it's it true. is true. Um, it is true. Hmm. So then we see uh, adult Kevin and he's waiting for Nikki outside of his therapy session. Yeah. Um, you can tell he's like antsy because he's nervous for Nikki. He wants him to, you know, have these charges dropped, which they said if he they feel as though he can continue therapy or needs to continue therapy, they'll drop the charges. Right. Um, so he's kind of like waiting a- around and everything nervous and he sees this kid who's like hey that vending machine doesn't work but the other one around the corner does um and kevin obviously buys the two of them a whole bunch of snacks yeah they start playing games this is like so cute it's so cute they play mario kart so which i think is just like adorable and he's like yeah i could totally beat you in mario kart like Kevin's just like such an a good human. Like mm-hmm. 
He's just like so tender. And then we see Cassie come out because this is Cassie's son. And mm -hmm. she's like, uh, what are you doing? And he's like playing with my new friend, Kevin. And, <laughs> and he goes, Kevin's like, you're not what I thought when I thought of a war vet. And she goes, yeah, well, you're not what I thought when my son said he had a friend. Like yeah. <laughs> a 40-year-old man. And he goes, I am not 40. And she was like, you're from something. Is it who's the boss? <laughs> and he was like, ma'am, I... <laughs> I'm not even 40. It's just like the best. It's, it's so uh, yeah, it's great. It's so good. Um, and then Uncle Nikki also walks out at the same time. And she's like, hey, you're the guy who threw the chair at me. To which he responds, don't flatter yourself. I wasn't throwing it at you. <laughs> um, and we find out that the therapist recommends that Nikki continues therapy which is good news but then we find out that he doesn't really want to get help <laughs> um and we see him walk across the street to the bar yeah and we also at this point in time see Kevin and he keeps repeating these words like these oh, yes. random words together and we're not sure what's going on yeah yeah um so then we see Randall and he's with all of the people. I'm gonna call them the people. All his kids, yeah, okay. <laughs> people of Philadelphia, um, yep. and he's listening to their issues and taking notes and coming up with plans on how to resolve their problems. Um, and he's finishing up, and he's about to head off to this meeting with the other councilmen. And this yep. guy comes in and is like, "Hey, I'm only late because your bus system is broken." Like. The right. bus is what made me late. Like, this is why we need to talk, blah, right. blah, blah. And Randall's like, this is more important than my meeting. Sorry, yeah. Bernice. <laughs> Let's go Sorry, down. Bernice. Um, I actually really liked this guy. Again, it's like their one-off casting. I was like, I think he's adorable. There's just something yeah. about him that I think is cute. Yeah. I also, I mean, I think that by him being late, it brings up his, his point. It Yeah, I it agree. Yeah. And I think Randall did the right thing. Like, I think it was the right thing to do. I think I have mixed feelings about it because I'm like kind of a, I don't know. I I see where like this meeting was also probably very important. Yeah, I agree. I This is where I totally get Bernice. I get Bernice. Like yeah. I get her. You and know what I mean? And in her experience and expertise in this area, right. like Randall's doing the wrong thing because right. he needs to be at this meeting in order to move steps forward. Right. Absolutely. Like, like you know, I don't. And that's why I think Bernice is good at her job. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah. And, you know, I don't I'm a stickler for people not being late. You know how I feel about that. I think it's mm -hmm. rude. I like, agree. Well, that's the other me. thing is but that's so like not it's not this man's fault but like it's well and it's not his fault that he's late but now randall is going to be late to this late. meeting which yeah. is rude in my opinion yeah and also like it sets a bat like i get what bernice is saying because now like these other councilmen are not going to be super happy with randall right and when they want to vote on an issue and you know, if it doesn't matter that much to them, they're probably less likely to take Randall's side now because right. they're annoyed at him, yeah. rightfully so, because he blew them off. Like, right. 
I think I like get what she's saying. Yeah. This is one of those, this is one of those moments in like life or TV where like two things are true at one time. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Where it's like, it's a gray area. Cause it's like, what is the right, there's no right answer. See. And I feel like the solution to this was to be, I mean, we'll get to, I, we're not like a hundred percent there yet, right. but we find out that Randall talks for over an hour to this guy. Yes. And I right. think he could have been like, okay, I'll give you 30 minutes or okay. You have 20 minutes. Or even, you know, the guy wants to talk about the bus and he says, I'm only going to take up when this initial encounter, when he says, Hey, like it's, it's five 59 or whatever. This guy's yeah. like, I'm only, he literally says, I'm only going to take up a couple minutes of your time. So could this conversation have happened in even five minutes? Or if Randall right. said, Hey, like I'm out the door. Can you walk with me to, to the car Ooh, or good, whatnot? Good. You know what I mean? Like yeah, something, something else in order to be able to do both. Because I think right. that Randall talking sports with this guy. Right. No, it's not. I agree. Again, like, and I get, you know, you get both sides, but I, yeah. and I get Bernice's side also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we see Toby and Kate, right? Yep. Um, it's after dinner. Mm-hmm. And Kate's like, take off your shirt. And he's like, no. And he's like, okay, here's my thing about this. Okay. Jack's like, not old. At this point in time, but like, and I'm not even talking about sex. You haven't seen your husband naked or with a shirt off yeah. since your child was born. That's perplexing to me. We're not parents. I know, but it's like, <laughs> but even like, getting, even like getting dressed, like you get throw up on you and you don't like just take off your shirt. Like, but also... Okay, so we do know that Toby has been kind of hiding that he's been yeah, working out right. so much. So this might be more intentional. Like Toby, right. like even he doesn't put on his new suit until before lunch. And right. he says it's because he doesn't want to get it sweaty. Yeah. We know that he's actually trying to hide from Kate. Right. I just, so I'm not saying they have to go to pound doing. town after Jack is born. I'm just like, you've no. never taken your shirt off in the room. Like, but I, what I'm saying, but I think it's intentional, right? Like, he's right. probably, right. you know, if Jack spits up on him, he probably intentionally walks out of the room right. to change because it's right. on his mind. And so right. he hasn't really picked up on it. I just think like Toby is one big red flag in this part of the show. Like Toby it's just like a, becomes a, a lie. I still feel like here's my thing. I still feel like it escalates very quickly that Toby all of a sudden is like a villain. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel bad because I feel like he doesn't get the redemption ever. No. I don't think that, that I kind of don't deserves. feel that way either. Like, and I'm sorry, Rebecca is awful. And they like try to redeem her all the time. She's like a whole episode about a freaking train. That's beautiful. <laughs> like, and like, yeah. give me a break. Like, yeah. I just, it's, I, I guess rewatching it. I knew this stuff happened. I was irritated about it. I remember not loving Toby. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, I guess I thought the villain thing happened like all of a sudden yeah. way later. And really it happens all of a sudden 
now. Right. Like, because I think, because, I mean, just think about Toby in season one, right? Think about that Toby Mm -hmm. where he, like, is fun and he flies to the Pearsons, like, house and him and Kate are goofy together and he's just, like, a weirdo. I mean, Toby's a weirdo. But we never see, like, goofy Toby really come out anymore. No, and, like, I just think that's very sad because I like Toby in that kind of way where he, like... Toby in the episode where they're that terrible episode where they're all in freaking therapy with Kevin and like the non Pearsons are in that bar. Mm-hmm. It's like amazing Toby, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I just like, I don't know. They turn him into yeah. a villain so fast. Yeah. I also, yeah. I think it's like good to clarify too for our listeners. Like, I think it's probably obvious, but like the red flag here to me at least is not that Toby's losing weight or going to the no. gym or taking time for himself because I think like considering he did have a child that turned up blinds like he probably yeah. is using this CrossFit as a form of therapy, therapy. absolutely which is important like you need to have absolutely to do for like, yourself yep that's not the part I have issue with the red flag here is that he's hiding things from Kate like that. He And also, does he give Kate that same respect to have time for herself? Because that's my other red flag. It's like the lying and it's like the Kate doesn't get her own space, but you're going to the grocery store and like going before work. Like you're taking all this time when Kate is home by herself with Jack all the time. Right, right. Exactly. And now you're not helping. You're not helping Kate with Jack. You're the other parents. Like you both have the same amount of responsibility. Right. And I feel like with how Rebecca and Miguel moved out to California, like an easy solution is that like even I think they talk about it later on is that or maybe it's here. um, He's he kind of says, I don't want to make you feel bad because you're not able to go to the gym too or something. And Kate, it happens in this scene actually. I see my notes. Yeah. Um, but you know, they could do be doing this together if this is something yes. Kate wanted to do, which if it's not, that's okay too. But if Kate wanted to get some exercise, get out right. of the house, get away from her child, right? This is something they could be doing together and right. leaving Jack with Rebecca and Miguel, who are supposedly right around the corner, right? And want to help, move there to help. Like, and have been parents. So it's not like they don't, I mean, not parents of a blind child, obviously that's different, but like, but Jack is little enough that he's not like moving around or anything. Like, well, you know, it seems like Rebecca and Miguel, I mean, they had that, like, they're on board. Like, yes. And they had that advisor lady there with Rebecca and Miguel and Kevin and Madison, like everybody that's going to be around Jack so that they can all kind of learn, you know? So if they go to the gym for an hour every day, it gives Rebecca and Miguel a chance to kind of learn about what they need to do with Jack. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I just feel like there's so many solutions to this problem. Toby, I mean, and it gets worse even later. There's another scene with Kate and Toby. Like this is like a brief encounter, but like there's like a little bit later, but oh my God. Um, and then we see Jack maybe, is that right? Yeah. And he's like, Hey, he fired me. Like I made the mistake, which kudos on Jack for telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I hate this boss, I think. But then immediately Miguel is the best and like goes into the boss and is like, Hey, you fire him. 
somebody who's done a really great job for you this whole time and has never made a mistake and comes here and has worked here for 20 years, then I will also walk out that door. I will also yeah. be leaving. I'm done too. And the 20,000 you lost today will be nothing compared mm -hmm. to what you're going to lose after I leave. Yep. And I love him for that. And I do think he would have walked out. Like it's not, too. it's yep. not all, you're not saving face. Like, yep. I think he would have, cause he's the yep. best. Um, and then we see Rebecca and Kate and they agree that aerobics was so much fun. They're going to do it again. And then we yep. see little Kate like immediately go and step on the scale. And yeah. That was sad. It's, it's so sad because it's like such a beautiful moment with Rebecca and Kate. Mm -hmm. And I think Rebecca did everything right. Like, I don't think there's anything in this scene, even when Rebecca's like, I can't wait to do this again with you sometime. Yeah. There is no undertone of you're chubby. And we need to right. do this again. Like, it's a beautiful right. moment. Yeah. I think what's, like, so sad is, but, like, this is the reality. And I saw this TikTok the other day, and it, like, it actually made me cry because I was, like, wow, like, how real. It's, like, you know those TikToks where it's, like, what's, how often do you think of the Roman Empire? What's the girls' Roman Empire? And it said girls' Roman Empire thinking about their bodies every day. And it, I mean, it like hit me right in the chest because I was like, yeah. oh my God. And then this made me think of it too, because I'm like, I absolutely did this. I absolutely yeah. went to the gym and then weighed myself and didn't eat when right. I was younger. Like it's so disordered and it's so sad. Like yeah. yep. it's so sad that it was such a beautiful moment and it turned into this. However, this, I don't mind this. I don't hate like when they like versus when Rebecca like talks about her weight. I just thought it was like a lovely moment. It. I don't hate it either because I think it's like real, right? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. And that's how I feel. Although I think when Rebecca comments on her weight, it's very real too. But I just think this yeah. moment was so lovely and it's it's sad yeah. like behind the scenes. That's what happened. Yeah. Well, and I don't – I also think in this situation like what's kind of nice to see is that Re – like, like we've kind of said is like Rebecca wasn't the one that put this on Kate this episode. Yeah, it was and a magazine actually. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think also maybe we kind of get at the end, like a little bit about her experience at the pool. And so yeah. like that kind of right. is playing into it now too. Cause we know that that was like not that long ago. Yeah. Society. Week, so. yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and then we're back with Kate, I think. Mm -hmm. She's crying on the porch. Mm-hmm. And part of me was like, naturally, because you're having a bad day, nobody else can have a bad day because this poor neighbor. <laughs> but Kate's just like sitting on the porch crying, which I don't blame her for crying because yeah. I would also be crying. Um, and the neighbor's like, listen, I told you to tell your husband not to park in my driveway and you did it again. So like, please stop. And, and Kate's like, uh, I'm sorry that you're having a bad day, but I'm having an awful day. Blah, 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 blah. I just found out my husband is going to the gym without me. And then the nice neighbor, not nice neighbor, crabby kind of gives this story about having a stroke. So here's where my, my interesting fact is. I remember this I remember reading this when it came out. So I looked it up again last night, but this actor had a stroke also. Wow. Like in real life. So this story is true. His true story. And Dan Fogelman was like, I want you in the show. And I wrote this part specifically for you. Oh, that's so nice. I know. Isn't that lovely? I love that. I just, it, it makes me. Hmm, I love that. It gets me in the heart. But 
I love that he said, I'm sorry you're having a shitty day, but tell your husband the next time he does it, I'm going to key his car. (laughs) This hand still works great. And this is me storming away. (laughs) He's cute. I know. His sense of humor is like. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, A little off topic, but I don't know if it was written in this way because of this. Yeah. Um, But the actor that plays adult Jack is actually blind as well. Yes. But I like that the actor who plays Jack is blind because I think that people with disabilities should be playing people with disabilities and people who do not have that specific disability should not be playing people with disabilities. It's gross. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I I just think there's a lot of people out there that can relate to that. And when you're putting somebody, when you're putting somebody who does not have that specific disability, whatever it may be, like, Mm -hmm. I think that says something. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. So there's that. I th- I mean, I I will say within what? How am I gonna put this? Within reason, if you're introducing a new character such as Jack or this neighbor that you know has had a stroke or is blind, like absolutely, these characters should be played by somebody that has had these experiences. Right. Spoiler alert, everybody. Um, it's written into the show that Rebecca has Alzheimer's. Again, spoiler alert. Right. Obviously, Mandy Moore doesn't have Alzheimer's. Right. I think you that's know? a so little bit within, of a different thing. I like, think within within reason. Within you know? reason, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and I think that's a little bit of a different. I yeah, I agree. That's too. a different vibe. Like, this is the beginning of, and maybe somebody who has Alzheimer's will feel very differently about it. I don't know, maybe. but like, because I don't have it, that's not my experience. But like. I think, yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. I don't, it's not, I'm not into people who aren't blind or people who aren't deaf playing those roles because there's already a limited number of them. And if someone's dream is to act, then there's lots of people out there that you can Absolutely. have act. Yeah. Um. So then we see Malik comes to the Pearson's house. And yeah. And goes outside to see him. This is ballsy oh my god i thought the same thing because you have little okay so there's crab tess like okay tess is being a crab annie's like zendaya is my math teacher and i love that beth's response was like disney zendaya or zendaya from euphoria basically um drug drug zendaya But, like, then she, like, asks Deja, and Deja's like, hold on one minute. And, like, my whole thing is, like, would if I was Beth, I'd be going to the window. Yeah, I know. Like, Deja, like, I, ignored her and walked away. I'd be going to the window. Right, right. Yeah. Um, also, I get that Malik, like, obviously wants to tell Deja that he has a daughter before Deja finds out at school. Yeah. But do you think telling her at her parents' house no. is the safest idea? <laughs> and if he was texting her before, just say it. Like, or yeah. call. A nice call works. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't it's know. Interesting. As a, how old is Deja? Probably like 14. She's 15, I think, because he's like okay. 17. Like, they're two years apart, I think. Are they two years apart? I thought they were the same age. Or no, because he goes to college to before she does. Remember? Because there's like uh, later a whole thing about it. Uh, like in right, season right, right. six. Okay. 
Is she really Never. 15? I feel like she went from being like 12 to 15 in one season. Maybe she's 14 and he's 16, but like they're okay. they're they are like two years apart though, because because remember she's like gonna graduate early at the end of the so at the end of se- Kinda, at, in yeah. season six, she's in eleventh grade and he's a right. freshman in college. So Okay. So they're two years apart. Mm-hmm. So that means in season six, she's like 17. Okay. So we're in season four. We could so she's probably 15, 14, 15. Roughly two years later. Yeah. So I guess the thing is that I was gonna say about this is if I was a 15, 14 or 15 year old girl and I found out that the boy that I like has a kid. Right. I'm not saying I would do this now as an adult with adult knowledge, but I would never let my parents find out that piece of information ever. No. (laughs) I would be hiding this at all costs. I would have said to Malik, you have to leave my house immediately. Don't ever talk to me again. It's not safe. (laughs) Right. Like... Like, I would be like, never show up here, ever. (laughs) Not to mention, like, okay, he has a daughter and he's two years older than her, which obviously we see, like, later in this season, we see, like, the... Yeah. (laughs) Guys, spoiler alert, which Grant doesn't know this, we're giving Grant that episode because it's awkward AF and Grant's going to be like, who are all these people? And that's funny to me. Um... (laughs) Yeah, me too. I love it. So funny. Um. And then after that chaos, we see <laughs> Kevin and Nikki and Kevin yeah. walks into the bar and Nikki's drinking and he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And Kevin is a whole mood in this scene and I've never been more attracted to him. I really and- wrote. <laughs> That's so funny that you said that because I literally wrote Kevin's being so stern with Nikki, but it's so kind of hot. <laughs> it is. I put throwing that shot. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> because he throws that shot like so aggressively in but like cares he cares so much about people and he's just like no i'm not letting you do this and i need a meeting yeah. and you're coming with me like just yeah like, yes love it get him get it um get him. and then we see little baby kevin and he shows up at randall's school and yes. he's like how do I was like, how do you get past security? But this is the early 90s. Like, nothing happened yet. Yeah. Um, but he says, he says to Randall, he's like, do you want me to sign this as mom in a hurry or mom first thing this morning? And I was like laughing about that because obviously Kevin's done Kevin this has before. done it. Yep. I love him for that. Um, I forged my mom's signature on so much stuff when I was Really? Well, I yeah. could never... I was, I was like, nope, I don't want to get caught, even though my mom wouldn't have cared. It was, and the thing was, it was never because I was like in trouble and I needed her to sign something. It was always like, I was so bad about it. Like high school, they used to send home like those syllabi. You had to have your parents sign your syllabus or whatever. And I would just sign it because I would always forget. And I'd be like, this is pointless. My mom doesn't care what the syllabus says because I'm going to do it anyway. 
Um, and then we see Randall and Bernice, mm-hmm. and Randall's walking out with that man. It is now an hour later, not five minutes, like Sage and I were talking about. And Bernice is like, I told you so. You're not having drinks with them. The door is a fire hazard. That's why I'm putting it back on. Blah, 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 blah. And Randall's like, could we have the space, please? Mm-hmm. Everyone. And then he... We don't know what's going to happen because Bernice is like, you need to fire Jaywan. And honestly, the first time I watched this, I don't know if I knew what was going to happen, really. Like, and then we kind of see him talking to Bernice. And that I don't think we get a resolution right there, though, right? Nope. No. Yeah. So then we see Kevin at AA and he sees Cassie there. um, And she makes him move seats. And she's like, you're really not going to sit here. And he's like, okay. Um, and then we see Deja and Tess. This is sweet. Oh my god! Um, you know what? I love this sister dynamic. It's yeah. so sweet. It's sweet. I like it. It is sweet. Um. So Deja kind of like goes and confides in Tess about what's going on with her, which gives right. Tess the opportunity to open up a little bit, which is obviously right. like what Tess needs right now is somebody she right. can talk to. I actually, Tess is very likable in this scene. Yeah, I agree. Because I think I, she's a monster a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I think it's just like poor writing. Oh no, Tess it's not her fault. Yeah, it's monster awful. because unfortunately like, you know, the show doesn't have unlimited time. So we yeah. only see Tess right now when there's conflict with Tess. Yeah, which is sad. I'm sure she has good moments, but like they're I'm not sure she does, but all they do spending like, time on the you just you can't have Annie who's doing knock knock jokes and Deja who has this like gorgeous arc. And then yeah. you just have like poor Tess who's like middle child syndrome is what happened to Tess. That's a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you and I have discussed it before. I don't like that they put her coming out with her period. Like, all of that, like, together is just nonsense. It's not good writing. Yeah. Not good Um, writing. So, Tess also has a comment here that I love. She tells Deja, well, you were pretty complicated when you were too. And I was like, oh. That made me (laughs) so good. And then they talk. I mean, obviously, she talks about Malik. And then Tess talks about coming out you know but my favorite at the end was like when Tess was like so back to the kid thing like, yeah. I was like, and, then he, and then she calls her a stepmother She's like, yeah it's like mom. it's really cute though like I just I really love this like sister dynamic and yeah. what they do right here they did well because they then they like transition into small Randall small Kevin which is mm-hmm. kind of a parallel to what's happening in in the Randall Pearson house, which I think is so sweet, but Randall is telling Kevin some things. And then Kate comes is like at the door talking and she's like, yeah, I kissed, I kissed Stuart. And they were like, what? (laughs) It's like, it's so sweet. And then this is, this is actually kind of cute too. Kate, um, says to them she says would you guys ever be with a girl that's bigger than you or and kevin says well i'm gonna marry cindy crawford and she's like five foot nine so yeah yeah she's way bigger than me i love that what a good too it's just like i don't know i really like it it made my heart warm that this like the pearson siblings like little were getting along like deja and tess it was just a nice moment it was a nice moment yeah 
And then okay. Migs, is that where we're at? Yep. Yeah. Does Jack call him then? Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Jack calls Migs and is just basically trying to say thank you. And he is basically trying to say I love you. Mm-hmm. And Migs is like, oh, my God, you love me? I'm sorry. I'm married already. Like, you can't. <laughs> I, we can't do this. Like, and he's just being like, I don't know. It's it's cute and it's funny because I think that's what I think that's what friends do. Like, it's really, yeah. just really cute. Um, And, you know, and Jack's just like, if you ever need something like I will all, always be there for you as well. Like, yeah, he says and, big or small, it doesn't matter. And I was yeah. like, oh. I it's love this, like, like, unconditional friendship. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And then Migs says, okay, I'll talk to you later, Snookums, or something, like, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. Oh, God. Oh, goodness. So good. Um, And then we see little Kevin, and he gets Jack, and he's like, there's something we all need to do right now. I think it's important. And yeah. We find out that they're all going to watch TV together. Yeah, they're going to watch the Arsenio Hall show. I was like, oh. I know. I always thought Arsenio Hall was very funny when I was younger. I don't know well, anything I, about him now, so. I don't know either. He, but, could, be, he could be complicated. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I thought that was, like, sweet because, obviously, Kevin was like, we all just need to laugh. Yeah. So cute. So cute. I wonder if Jack told Rebecca that he got fired at work. I don't know. I don't I'm know. Just, that's where I was like, I would tell Nick immediately when I like, hey. I feel like, I will say, I feel like it's early enough in Jack's character line. Yeah. That I feel like maybe not. Yeah. I also feel like he didn't. Yeah. I feel like Jack is kind of, um, he keeps a lot from Rebecca early days. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So. Um, and then we see Jay Wan mm-hmm. and he's at the restaurant alone because the other people have left. The other congressmen have left. Mm-hmm. The congressman, is that right? Councilman. Councilman. Thank you. I was like, I know that's wrong. Congress. Councilman has left and he, uh, and then Randall says, I told Bernice it was her last day. Um, and we kind of see the scene play out because he talks about Jay Wan not only being his, you know, chief of staff, but he's also his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jay Wan starts talking about his proposal mm-hmm. that he mentions in the beginning, which I just assumed was a proposal for like something in the like county. But mm-hmm. he's proposing to his girlfriend, Hannah. Yeah. And I love that. I also, I like what Jaywan has to say here because yeah. I think that it justifies Randall yeah. missing the meeting and getting rid of, that sounds so harsh, getting rid of Bernice. But well, he does get rid of Bernice. Though. I know. But <laughs> I feel like it it kind of like justifies it because Jaywan goes on to say like, we are being naive, but that's because we're not career politicians. Like yeah. we're here to make a difference and like spending time with these people, like that's going to make a bigger difference than you being at yep. these meetings where we're just going to talk politics. Yep. And I feel like that, like it, 
I don't know. It made me feel better. Oh no, it <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, like yeah. break all the rules. You know? Yeah, honestly, this 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 conversation made me feel better about the whole Bernice thing, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get, I get it, I get it. Like, yeah, you know, because, and I think it was a good reminder for the audience too that Randall's not doing what politicians do. Like that, Saul Brown is the reason Randall ran, really. Yeah. Yep. Because everybody was like fine with the status quo. Yep. So. Um, and then we kind of see a montage of the younger Pearsons laughing at Arsenio. And then we see Kevin at AA and he, we finally figure out why he keeps saying like four random words in a row. And he said that he's picturing his nephew's room. Um, this almost got me by the way. I almost, (laughs) almost, um, and then he's talking, he just like starts like basically rambling about being an actor. Now he turned down stuff and he doesn't want to be the guy in the AARP commercial, like crapping his pants. And Cassie just like has a laughing jag and is like, this is the most stupid and ridiculous thing I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> and then Nikki starts laughing and they can't control themselves. But then my favorite, favorite part is that Kevin is also laughing because he knows it's ridiculous too. Yep. And I think that's real. I, act- I actually love this moment. Yeah. It's cute. It is cute. Um, And then we see Kate finally at the end here. And we see her meet the neighbor out in her driveway to walk right. his little, his little block with him. Yes. Um. And he says, we're going to look like the toughest gang in the neighborhood. So cute. So cute. I love love their And their relationship, like, this is what I love about This Is Us. Because this man, like, stays in the show and will randomly, like, just, like, they become, like, really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. I also, because we kind of talked about it, I think, too, with the drama with Toby... And now we see Kate like start this thing with with this neighbor and stuff. Right. Like I think that this is like kind of the beginning of the oh, end for yep. Kate and Toby's relationship. Not that she's ever like romantic with this. No, 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 no. Right. But he's filling that void that yeah. Kate clearly needs from Toby. Yeah. That support that she needs from him. If I was Kate, I would be a lot more angry at toby than she is when she like is done crying too like i forgot to say that when we were like doing that piece of the episode but like Mm -hmm. she like gives him a compliment that he's vin diesel and then he blows it off like you know i love the movie the pacifier and i'm like this is not like yeah what are you doing and i also think i know we already talked about this but like toby i think toby's like speech about why he's doing it is a little bit problematic too. And mm-hmm. I get why Kate's pissed off because it's like, well, I want to do this cause I'm healthy. Cause I want to be healthy. And I'm like, you can be healthy and not be ripped. Like making what Kate's doing is also health, like mm-hmm. walking around the block. You know, I, yeah. well, I just, they make Toby very problematic and like fast. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and so even if, he you know is doing this for his health which i don't think is the only reason right like he says it is right but like clearly you know he's doing it 
for stress relief. Again, I don't think right. that's a bad Which reason. I guess is mental health. Mm-hmm. He's doing it right. for aesthetic to an extent, obviously. Right. Um, yeah. because he is like trying to build muscle and everything which right. is fine if that's if that's what he wants to do like Absolutely. I don't have an issue with that yeah, not I, my think, business. I think that he is trying to de-escalate the situation which is why right. he kind of like puts kate's insecurities in this situation back onto kate like absolutely like and it's not on kate like kate yeah I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like, like he kind of blames Kate and is like, well, you're insecure, which is why I couldn't tell you about this. Right. Versus, which is a gross I didn't thing tell you thing. about this because I I don't right. even really know his real. My whole thing is like he's like, I figured you'd be stressed out to go to the gym. How do you know? Like right. as as a spouse, don't you think you should be talking? As a partner, don't you think you should be talking to your partner about right. what you're doing? Like, I just, it's very icky, which actually leads into my least favorite and favorite moments of the show very nicely, which is my least favorite is like pretty much Toby all around this episode. Like, I just don't like him. And specifically, specifically the red flag of lying mm-hmm. and just being, it's just, it gives me the ick. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite overarching is just Kevin in general, but more specifically, I think that bar scene is really good. Yeah, I get that. That's good. Justin Hartley is such a good actor. And I know I say this every season, but where the F is his Emmy? Like, where was it? Because I feel like if people would watch this back, like, because Sterling K. Brown got a lot of Emmy Emmy nominations and wins, I believe. And I think Mandy Moore did too. But like, I just think if people rewatched, I think they would think about Justin Hartley a little bit more. I don't know. Like, I think I he's so good. Well, we missed it. We missed it on our first watch too, right? So no, I yeah, think absolutely. It, I think it's like the rewatch where you like, you see the overall right. character arc, right? So like you see, right. Like how this, you know, when we first see Kevin, he's kind of vain and is like, right. you know, and then we see him like grow into like this wonderful yeah. person, you know. Right. And it's 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 really interesting because Maddie and I had the same the same thoughts about Kevin, right? The first time we watched it. And even my my cousin and had has watched it and my cousin's fiance has also watched it and they are like, mm, Kevin's like fine. And I'm like, no, you have to rewatch it. Like, yeah, you have to rewatch it. Like, yeah, but it's just, it's very, it's interesting. Yeah. So I agree. Um, my least favorite part was the Kate and Toby drama. Um, after talking about it specifically that scene in the restaurant, like I really, I feel like that could have been rewritten to be more cohesive with the rest of the storyline. Yeah. Um, like if I had to change a part of the episode, like yeah. that's what I would change is like make yeah. that more cohesive. Um, I agree. And then my favorite was that scene with baby Kevin and Randall and Kate in the room and they're all just yes. like bonding and like trying to get randall through his tough day and kate's like i kissed store and like i just thought it was very wholesome. <laughs> it's so cute it's just it's so very cute. wholesome it is um did you cry at all no 
I'm having a dry spell. I haven't cried in some time. Like I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest though. It, the Kevin, like talking about baby Jack's room and stuff and why, like I almost, I almost did, but I like, I still didn't like, yeah. Or even Nikki at the beginning got me a little bit emotional, but like more goosebumps. Like, no, there was no sobbing. There was no crying. I've been going through a dry spell, (laughs) you know? Yeah. What about a pop culture pick? Do you have one of those? I do. So this week I'm recommending the podcast Dear Hollywood um, by Allison Stoner. So she, you might remember, she played like, and she brings this up a lot. She played like a lot of side characters or like the best friend of the star. Yes. And she's the rude daughter in Cheaper by the Dozen who's like. Yes. Yes. She wears that frog hat and puts Ashton Kutcher's pants in me. <laughs> um, yes. So she has like some more minor roles and stuff on Disney Channel. But this yeah. whole podcast, she's been kind of out of the scene for like five or six years now. And this podcast is her explaining um, the basically the toddler to train wreck pipeline and yeah. how like becoming an actor like so young in life had like almost like destroyed her and like how she had to work through like a lot of like mental health issues and therapy and like basically she meets with a bunch of other child actors and like asks them about like their experiences and stuff and then yeah um, anecdotally explains like you know this is how it is and she uses like a lot of research and stuff and she's like really advocating for um either like no child acting or way stricter child acting yeah and i totally i've seen clips of this and it's very interesting like her show is or her podcast is like very interesting to me yeah but i she's had so many guests obviously like that I also grew up watching. Like, mm-hmm. so it's, yeah, it's interesting. I think a lot of people don't make it out of being a child star unscathed. Yeah. Like a lot of people there, there are very, there's a very short list of people who make it out and are okay. Yeah. And there are actually only two I can think of off the top of my head, which is Hillary Duff mm-hmm. and Zendaya. Well, and I feel like, you know, we say that, that they made it out unscathed. Right. What else are they, like, struggling with? Because, like, for example. Emma Watson. That's another one. Yeah. But, like, what what are they struggling with that's not in the public? Absolutely. Like, Like, yeah, I'm talking public eye, like, mess. Yeah. Well, and Alison Stoner, she, like, kind of gets into that in one of the episodes about how, you know, nobody really knew, but while she was on Disney Channel, like, she had a major eating disorder and, like, was yeah. in therapy and stuff for it. And, like, she would get released from inpatient treatment to go film on Disney Channel yeah. and then have what to a go mess. back. And yeah. I always think, where were your parents? Right. Like, where were your parents at? Supporting her. And, her and there are so <laughs> many parents who are awful like there's so many stories about that too of parents who like stole people's money and stuff yep yep so macaulay calkin's dad did that Mm -hmm. kid from home alone if nobody knows that is but like it's gross and a lot of kids get emancipated so they're not under their parents anymore 
Well, and once they get emancipated, they can like stop going to school. Yes, and, like, which is like very not okay. Treated as like an adult in the an industry. adult, yeah. So like, it's like that's good. what Penn Penn Badgley did. Um, yeah, he like got emancipated at like yeah. fourteen years old and like stopped going to school. Yep, Jenna, what the heck? Jenna Malone, who mm-hmm. is Joanna in the Hunger Games. If anybody's watched mm-hmm. that, she was emancipated from her parents. Yeah. But I mean, I look at people like, I mean, Drew Barrymore is like one of the earlier examples of something like that. And like, I mean, the stories that she tells are interesting. Oh, yeah. Like, insane. I just, yeah, <laughs> I just think it's very sad. Yeah, it is sad. Well, so I just think it's like a good listen. And, you know, we joke yeah. a lot about like how Annie and This Is Us was like totally like her storyline yeah. d- never got fleshed out or anything but she's like an example of like I think a show that's trying to protect child actors like I really yeah. do think this is us because there is a lot of child actors in this show yeah they do a pretty good job of like their roles are relatively minimal like they probably only had to come in to film like right once every couple weeks like right you know and yeah. it's at least until they're older. Like obviously Tess like becomes more of a character. Deja becomes right. more of a character. Right. But even the young Pearsons, like if you think about it, most episodes, they're only on like, you know, yeah. a right. few minutes here Man, and there. So. If it's not the show protecting them, then their parents are doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. But so. yeah. Well, yours was a little bit heavy. Mine's really super lighthearted. Okay. <laughs> I like um, when they compliment each other. <laughs> my mine is uh since Kevin it's on theme. Since I had another one, but I changed it. Since Kevin was playing Mario Kart with Cassie's little son, I want everybody to go watch the Super Mario Bros. movie that just came out not that long ago. Um, it's so cute. Is it good? I feel like it looked so bad. Oh my god, it's so cute. <laughs> All right, I'll have to give it a try. It's really cute. It's on Peacock if anybody wants to watch it. Um, but it's literally it's it was adorable. Nick Nick and my expectations were low, and I think Nick's were lower than mine because Nick has played Mario Kart and all of like and Dr. Mario, all of those. So like mm-hmm. Nick knows way more about the games than I do. And I think he was enjoying like the little cameos or like little secret things <laughs> that I don't even know about, like as far as games go. So I just thought it was really cute and it was way cuter than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just really liked it. It was like lighthearted and fun. I'll have to watch and it. maybe if you're like a super super serious gamer, you were like offended by it and hated it. But like I actually, I mean, I thought it was cute. And Nick did too. And Nick loves like video games, so it was it cute. Shot. I was a big fan. Yeah, it was just sweet. It's bubblegum for the brain, as you like to say, but like just in a cute way. Good. All right. So, yeah. So um, I think after this episode, I think. The next episode will be at Thanksgiving time, so it might be a mini-sode. Um, so if we don't talk to you guys before Thanksgiving and a mini-sode is airing, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, yeah. Yay. Eat all the turkey. Gobble till you wobble. Get your pie on. <laughs> oh, pie. I love pie. Me too. Pie over cake any day, you know? Agreed. Absolutely agreed.
Nick's mom makes Coke. Well, Nick's mom and sister make coconut cream and lemon pie, which I know sounds weird for a holiday, but oh my God. It's weird. Delicious. It makes me like, oh, I love lemon pie. Mm. Yum, so yum. good. But yeah, eat whatever you want. And if someone comments on it, eat them too. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Don't. That's gross. But no. <laughs> Allie's t- this week on this, this too much. Allie's telling everybody to become cannibals. <laughs> just kidding, guys. <laughs> Shove a roll in their mouth and walk away. <laughs> better, better yeah. solution than cannibals. Shove a roll in their mouth, walk away from them. And don't listen to anybody about what you're eating. But Amen. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do you have anything else, Sage? I don't. All right. This was us. This was us. Bye. Bye.